Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. So faith that works builds in this visible world. It's not just some fog or some mist or some, you know, it's just not some mental ascent to the Apostle or the Nicene Creed or to the 16 tenets of faith. No, no, real faith makes a real difference. It wears work gloves and work boots. It does something. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet Do we have real faith? How do we know if we have real faith? In today's teaching, Pastor Ed helps us answer these questions by telling us to look for faith moments in our lives. Do our actions say that we believe in God and what His Word says? Faith is a reflection of what we believe. It should make us different from the world. When faith is working, it should change the way we live our lives. If we're living by faith, then we will see the hand of God in our lives. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, The Faith of Noah. Faith that works helps you to see the invisible. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Parents pray for children, and by faith they see God touching their children. People pray for situations and circumstances, and by faith, they can see the hand of God in those circumstances and situations. Your eyes are opened. Your ears are open. There's a transformation. When you work in a ministry that God's called you to, you can see God working and doing things. And that's what happens. Faith enables you to see beyond the veil. It enables you to see what others can't see. It enables you to hear what others can't hear. Even though God is speaking, even though he is working, people are simply blinded to it. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it reads, we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by So what happens is a believer grows in his faith. As she grows in her faith, she begins to see things in the invisible world. And the paradigm by which we live is different than the paradigm by which those around us live. Second thing, not only do they see what others can't see, but they build in the visible world they actually build faith works it builds in the visible world look what the scripture says in holy fear what does he do he builds an ark to save his family now when it says holy fear it means this there is a sense of great reverence 
and respect. And Noah is giving careful attention to what God says. That's really what the writer is trying to convey, this this sense of great attentiveness. That's holy fear. The details are important. What God is saying, his agenda, his program, his plan, they're careful to do it. What Noah does is he lives this present life. He lives today in the light of the future. The future realities that God announced become a present reality to him. Now Noah actually trusts in the word of God and he acts according to it. In the 17th century, they dubbed a group of Christians who were meticulous at obeying the word. And if you look at their sermons, their sermons are so detailed. I mean, they take one verse and it's like a jewel and they're looking at every side of that precious diamond. But they were meticulous in following the scriptures. Their contemporaries mocked them. They labeled them with the name Puritans. Noah was a Puritan. He was someone who was going to listen to God. And because of that, he was going to build in this present world. Now, God has a plan for you from the very foundations of the earth. In fact... It says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has a job for you, a task for you, a mission for you. He did for Noah. He had a task, a mission, a job for him to do. Now imagine with me, Noah says, God, I believe. You're going to destroy the earth in 120 years. It's going to be by a flood. I know that we've never seen it rain because at that time before the flood didn't rain. And so the people, of course, are doubting and questioning, but no, said, I believe, I believe. And so what he does is he says, listen, let's go out and get some wood from the forest. Let's uh, start a building program. In fact, I'm going to make very careful diagrams and schematics because God gave us careful instructions how to build this ark. And, and you know what we'll do? We'll build a model of it, a small little model so people could come in the town and see what we're, plan- what we're planning to do. And then just suppose, Noah said, you know, I'm really busy. I got a lot to do. I have a growing family and I have concerns. So he doesn't do anything more. He never builds the ark. Would he really have believed? Did he really have faith if he didn't build it? No. No. Because faith literally works on the projects that God gives us to do. We do what we really believe. You and I do what we really believe. For example, let's say tomorrow at your house, someone comes 
and they're inspecting your furnace, and they're inspecting the house, and they say, you know, your house is in danger of blowing up. Maybe you have a gas furnace, oil furnace, there's real problems with the furnace. And let me tell you, the electricity, it's terrible. It can start a fire and burn down any time. It could blow up at any time. What would you do? Would you go to bed that night, tuck the kids in, and say goodnight to everybody, and, and just fall off to sleep? No, if you really believe what he said, you get the repairman, you go to a hotel, you make sure it's fixed, you're not hanging out in that house. When God speaks of judgment, when God speaks of pouring out his wrath, when God speaks, if you really believe, your faith will cause you to work. And that's what's going to happen in Noah's life. Faith works. If you look at Genesis 6.22, it reads this. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. We act out of, we live out of our core beliefs. So faith that works builds in this visible world. It's not just some fog or some mist or some, you know, it's just not some mental ascent to the apostle or the Nicene Creed or to the 16 tenets of faith. No, no, real faith makes a real difference. It wears work gloves and work boots. It does something. The difficulty, though, is that when faith works, it makes it hard on you. If your faith is working, you are not very comfortable in this world. You're not comfortable with everybody because faith that works condemns the unbelieving world. Look at verse 7 again. By his faith, he condemned the world. Think about what the text is saying. Noah's out there, and he's building an ark. It's about two football fields long, one football field wide. It, someone said over 100,000 square feet. It's sort of like a, a huge uh, ship, cargo ship. And he's 100 miles away from the oceans. I mean, he's building something huge. What are you going to do with that? Noah? Well, God told me judgment is coming. Every time he hammered her nail, every time he put a plank on, every time he was working, he was saying, I believe God. Now, I don't know if the neighbors came out and said, let's go watch Noah today. Let's have a picnic out there and laugh at him. <laughs> See how much we're... But his faith was saying, I believe God. Their actions were saying, we don't believe. And by his faith, he was condemning them. Because eventually judgment would come. 
Eventually it did start raining. I can imagine the rain was ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. And they had to learn how to swim. And it just kept on going. His faith verified his trust, his belief, but it condemned the world around him. Now, think about that. How does that work in your life? Okay, how does it work in my life? Let's pick on Frances. She attends First Baptist Church. It's a good church. She grew up in youth group. She loves the Lord. She's a devout Christian. And in her youth group, they're good young people. They love the Lord. But as they get older, the world pulls them this way and that way. And so um, she's older now, and she's with her friends. And, um, yeah, and drinking. And drinking is going a little far. It's becoming more and more a social practice. She's listening to music she never would have ever listened to. She's crossing the lines again and again with her friends. And suddenly, she's in church, and the preacher happens to preach on worldliness. And she feels convicted. And she knows that God has her email address and her cell phone number, and he's texting her. But she thinks, if I obey and my faith begins working and changing my life, I'm going to lose some good friends because I can't do that anymore. See, faith makes us different. It changes us. Now, of course, there's no one here like that. That's First Baptist Church. (laughs) But what happens in the believer's life is that faith begins to work and that begins to change and we begin to fulfill, well, purpose. Jesus told us this. Before he comes, let me read it to you. Matthew 24. When a son of man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, people were enjoying banquets and parties. This is the way it will be when the son of man comes. In other words, people will just go on like nothing's going to happen. Unbelief holds you, keeps you, chains you to this world. Faith loosens you and causes you and enables you to fly above the world. And so faith works. It gives you wings. It gives you feet to run. It gives you hands to work. When you live a life of faith, it makes a tremendous difference. But it's not easy. Noah stood as a sign that Unbelief, unbelief will send you judgment. In 3.19, John, it reads this. And this is the judgment. Light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light because their works were evil. 
Now the last thing that I want you to see in this portion of scripture is that faith that works inherits righteousness in an unrighteous world. It inherits righteousness. Now an inheritance is not something that you earn. It's not something that somehow, you know, you're gonna work for. An inheritance is something passed on from one generation to another to another. It says in the biblical text that Noah became heir of righteousness that comes by faith. Now Noah was a righteous man. He lived above the standards of his time, but he wasn't a perfect man. He did get drunk. He, he was human. He made mistakes. But even if never got drunk, never did anything like that, your best works, the best you could give, the best you could do, never ever enables you to approach God. In the book of Isaiah, it reads, we are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. We're all infected and impure with sin. We display our righteous deeds. They are nothing but filthy rags. None of us, there's not one of us that could stand before God on the basis of the good things that we've done in life. All of us are sinners. Whether you have been saved one day or a thousand days or 50 years, it's always and only on one basis you come before God. His righteousness. So that puts us in a position that we never could stand and look down on others. We always have to walk humbly before God, recognizing that we are sinners, saved by grace and grace alone. Paul the apostle said it this way. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. When you start the race, when you finish the race. When you begin the race, when you end the race. It's only one way. It's by faith in what God has done. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. In Philippians, Paul talks about that change that took place in him. That turnaround in his thinking. And it's found in Philippians 3, 9b. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. And that's the type of faith that Noah had. He believed what God said. He trusted what God said. He acted on what God said. And God imputed to him, counted to him, righteousness. Now, um, I think about that ark. Noah preached for a long time. He didn't fill the church at all. I mean, he just got his family in there, all eight of them. <laughs> Don't measure your life 
by how you can look at it in the natural. Because we're still talking about Noah today. And his life and his preaching has brought many, many more into the kingdom. So don't measure your life just by what you see in the natural. Here, Noah prepared this ark and they go in and they are safe. There's an ark that God has for you and I to enter into. It's not on Mount Ararat. It's, it's, it's an ark on Mount Calvary. It's the cross. When we enter into the finished work of Jesus Christ, Paul again and again in the book of Ephesians says, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. When we put our lives inside of Jesus, we, we, we commit ourselves to him, we live in him, what happens, we are in the place of safety. He will take us through all the storms of life. He will get us over to that promised land, that new heaven and that new earth where our inheritance rests. We put our trust in an old wooden cross. That's our ark. That's our place of protection. It protects us from the judgment and the wrath to come. I want to ask you, as we finish the series, will you come and worship in faith, knowing that you got to come God's prescribed way? It's the cross, it's the blood of the Lamb of God that atones for our sins, nothing but the blood can wash away our sins. And it's that simple faith that's a profound faith, that's an essential faith from first to last, from beginning to end. It's always trusting that old rugged cross. So we worship God in faith. And he will see to it that our song of praise will never cease. And then we have to walk in faith. That walk of faith is not easy at times. But I could guarantee you today that you will face challenges this coming year. And if you look carefully at those challenges and those circumstances and situations, they are windows of God's grace to move you into a deeper walk of faith with him. You'll be challenged to trust him, to believe in him. There'll be challenges that will try and pull you away because two can't walk together lest they walk in agreement. And you'll have to say, I agree with him and I disagree with the world. I agree with him and I disagree with my flesh. I agree with him. And then it's the work of faith. You are called to have an inheritance in heaven. Build your life on the sayings of Jesus. This coming year, what is God saying to you? What does he want to do in your heart and your life? What scripture passage is he saying, 
soak in this. Maybe it was a promise given on New Year's. Maybe it was another passage of scripture that just seems to be coming back to you again and again. But God wants to do a deep, permanent work as you're building for eternity. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's teaching series entitled Faith. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There, you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Your Word brings